Hi, and welcome to the Wise Healthy Bites podcast. I'm Beth. And I'm Catherine. With a combined 29 years of experience as registered dietitians, we're here to share real life nutrition tricks and lifestyle tips that we hope will inspire you to make healthful choices in the aisles of the supermarket and in life. This is episode number 28, Cook Once, Eat Twice. And on today's episode, we're sharing tips to make the most of your time in the kitchen by preparing meals that pull double duty and leave you with leftovers. Hi, everybody, and thanks for tuning in today. Um, Today, we are talking about Beth and I, one of our favorite things, and that (laughs) is leftovers. But we are talking about leftovers with a twist, and we'll explain what that means here in a little bit. But before we dive in, um, I have a fun fact, and I am, I feel like I've said this before, Beth, but I'm always the person that wants to know why, and I want to know the history of everything. I don't know where that came from. My dad, I don't know what. So science, you know, that sciencey, you know, background that you have in aesthetics and uh, I love that about you because you really have taught me so many cool things, honestly, (laughs) over time. (laughs) I come up with a lot of random fun facts out of nowhere. So, um, so leftovers as a term originated in the late 1890s. So food conservation campaigns during World War One urged their use, but then it wasn't until the Great Depression in the 1930s that leftovers became more mainstream. Um, and I actually found an article from 1930, uh, which was in the midst of the Great Depression. It was like a two-page article in a magazine that encouraged the use of leftovers, and it gave suggestions on what to do with certain leftovers like stewed tomatoes and jellies and baked potatoes, and it was just so cool to see such an old article. Um, I mean, that was almost 100 years ago now. That's awesome. I, yeah, again, I love learning, you know, some of the history of some of these things. We're, we wouldn't really think that there was any kind of historical historical connection to leftovers, but I know there it is. I know. I know. <laughs> and then here we are, you know, in 2020. And, you know, I really do feel like there are two different camps here. It's like you love leftovers like us, or you really hate them. Um, you know, so some people really do make leftovers on purpose and we'll get into why that's really a benefit to you. And others really, um, you know, don't mind leftovers. They'll eat them and, and enjoy them. And again, on the flip side, there are some that just really won't eat them at all. Um, and it's just not something they usually kind of prepare as part of their overall meal plan. Um, you know, maybe it's like they don't like to eat the same thing on repeat, but again, personally, if I can save some time and have a, a meal, you know, with ease, I am all for that, that technique. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I think it's pretty clear that we are both, um, love leftovers and, <laughs> You know, the goal really is to make the most of your time in the kitchen by prepping meals that purposely leave you with leftovers. Um, But we also want to avoid getting bored. So we want to take it one step further and give you suggestions on how to turn those leftovers into something else. So you're not eating the same meal all week long. That's right. Now we do want to say there's one little caveat here and you've heard this from us before. It does require a little bit of planning. So even though there is a lot of ease at the end of, you know, the meal prep piece of things, it does require a little bit of upfront planning to put you in the right position. So, um, you know, we'll dive into a couple different tips here. 
So tip one would be to plan meals ahead of time that use overlapping ingredients and then make your grocery list, again, ideally before going shopping, um, around some of those different types of foods. And we always recommend doing the grocery list after you've reviewed what you have in your refrigerator, what you have in your freezer, what's in your pantry. So for one, you don't duplicate items, and two, that you can be aware of what you have so you don't um, have to waste it. So using things you know that you have available first, especially those fresh ingredients, is just really impactful in terms of overall food waste and, and cutting back on that in your household. Yeah. And I don't know how you make your grocery list, but I put mine in my phone and like I go through the recipes. I put everything that I need in the phone. And then like, I literally go shopping in my own house. And if I have it, I delete that thing. And like, just to make sure that I'm not buying duplicate ingredients of, of little things. So yeah, mm -hmm. that's, that is a very important step. And we do uh, I feel like it is a broken record. Plan ahead. Plan I know. Ahead. It does. It really Plan does success. Work. It really does work better that way. So tip number two, and this is the essential part that comes in. So after cooking your meal, but before eating your meal, you want to separate out what is going to be used for that second meal. Mm -hmm. So, and this is huge because, you know, sometimes, you know, if you have your family around the table and they're like, oh, I, I you know, I want to get seconds or maybe even thirds. And before you know it, like all that extra food that you wanted for the second meal might be gone. So separate that out. And then if the family or you are still hungry, you know, after that meal's gone, you might have a different snack, but at least you have that food saved for the second meal. I was going to say, I feel like sometimes I have a hard time with this, especially if it's one of my favorite dinners, mm -hmm. you know, I keep going back and all of a sudden there's really not all that much to warrant like a full leftover meal without adding more to it, which, you know, you can certainly yeah. do that as well. But I like that tip of getting ahead of it and really portioning things out in advance, um, just to ensure that you have it left over. Um, and then tip number three, and this again, kind of aligns with the whole piece of the grocery shopping and doing the, you know, the grocery shopping in your home before you hit the store, but really keeping your fridge, freezer, and pantry stocked well with staple items, um, you know, that really can fill in for last minute meals. So even to the point of maybe you have some leftovers that aren't enough for a full meal, you could fill in with frozen vegetables or fill in with um, some quick cooking brown rice or something like that. Um, and way back in March, we recorded, I think it was March, right? Or, or April, we recorded an episode just related to COVID and the importance of stocking up on things at that time. Um, you know, so if you want some ideas of really where to go with, with stocking your, your household and your kitchen, we have some really great tips in there as well. Um, but it's really a win-win. Then you're using up your leftovers and you're turning them into a whole different meal so you don't get bored. And again, saving yourself a lot of time and headache. <laughs> yep, exactly. So we're going to get into a few examples just to kind of show you, you know, how this can be done basically. Um, and this is, so our current Healthy Bites magazine is the September, October, 2020, um, edition. And we've kind of started it for you here. So meal number one, um, there's a recipe in there for an almond crusted pork tenderloin with um, roasted potatoes and broccoli. So in the recipe, it actually instructs you to cook two pork tenderloins in that and a little bit of extra broccoli. So you're going to set aside one of the pork tenderloins. You're going to set aside the extra broccoli. And then the second meal that's in that magazine um, is the Mediterranean grain bowl. So you take some brown rice, you're going to heat up the pork, you're going to heat up the broccoli, put that on top. And then you add just a few more extra ingredients. I think there's roasted red peppers in there. There's feta cheese. So you make a whole second meal, but you're not like cooking from scratch that whole mm -hmm. second meal. It's more like a 
heat and eat type thing um, because you did all of the big cooking with the meal number one. Right. And, and you know, you use that term heat and eat, which, you know, we know there's a lot of like prepared package types of foods that promote that as well. Sometimes they're a little bit higher in sodium and they don't have as much of the nutritional value of some, you know, home cooked meals. So that's kind of a really great solution right there. You know, you're doing the heat and eat step, saving yourself all that time and really eating some wholesome foods. And I mean, gosh, we talk so much about grain bowls. So I love that we have that suggestion in there too. Yep. And now meal number um, one here for me that I'm going to talk about is definitely something I do in real life. And I highly encourage you to try this as well, because this is a, such a family friendly type of suggestion also. Uh, so, uh, you know, it's Taco Tuesday. What are you making? Of course, tacos. So as you're cooking the ground meat, so maybe you're using ground chicken, turkey, um, lean ground beef, whatever your preference is. Um, cook that and double the amount. So if you're usually cooking one pound, cook two pounds um, and season it like you would. And then you can, again, portion out half of what's left for an upcoming meal, maybe later in the week. So stuffed peppers would be great for that. Sheet pan nachos. Uh, you could use the, the seasoned meat for um, you know, taco salads. There are just so many possibilities. And one other trick that I also do, again, in real life, is adding a can of drained and rinsed beans. So some of my favorites for this would be pinto beans or black beans, but adding that also into the ground meat so that you then have even more bulk to that, that filling, that meat filling. And then you're getting a lot of the plant-based protein, you're getting fiber, and again, and you're extending those portions even more. So I definitely would encourage this for your next taco night. Yes, love it. Okay, so our next idea would be, so let's say you are grilling out one night. So you're grilling some chicken breasts and then you, you know, have that chicken with some potatoes and roasted veggies or whatever. So throw a couple extra chicken breasts on the grill, um, grill those up, and then you have them for lunch the next day. You can add it to a chicken Caesar salad, or you can put it in a, a chicken and veggie quesadilla. There's so many things you could do with chicken, but you know, while you already have the grill on heated up, make a little bit of extra, and then you can heat that up the next day and add some of that protein to your meal or even a grain bowl. That's right. And adding, you know, a couple more chicken breasts to, again, to the grill or to the, you know, to the oven, it really takes no additional effort. It's kind of right. like, hopefully we're giving you that aha moment. Like, why didn't I think of that? It really does um, take very little effort. Um, and you end up then with, you know, additional leftovers in your refrigerator. Uh, so the next one I'm going to co cover here again in real life. I mean, I'm a pasta eating gal, you know, and of course it's great for the family and just really easy to whip together after a busy day. So on your next pasta night, try cooking double the pasta noodles and then drain and mix what's left over with a little bit of olive oil to keep them from sticking together. Um, and Catherine, this is a trick that you actually did teach me most recently. I would normally just take that plain leftover pasta and stick it in the fridge. And then, you know, when you remove it from the refrigerator, it's kind of stuck together and clumped. Yep. Um, you have a little bit of legwork to separate it. But so, you know, using that little bit of olive oil, which adds some flavor, it adds that moisture and, you know, it's a healthful source of, of fat as well. Um, you know, that can then give you a really easy uh, pasta base for a pasta salad or one of our favorites, chili mac. And don't even get me started on my love for chili. <laughs> she could go on for here. a while about chili. <laughs> I do really love chili. Um, you know, and so again, you know, just something as simple as the cooked pasta, um, you know, that's really all you're starting with there. And you can then use that in additional recipes down the road. Yeah. 
Um, okay, so our last idea is, so let's say you're making a stir fry one night, which is actually one of my favorite things to make. Mm -hmm. um, so you have a stir fry, you're making rice, shrimp, um, or whatever protein you want in there, and some veggies. So um, cook some extra rice and cook some extra veggies. So when you're sauteing your veggies in the pan, take some of those out, maybe before you add the shrimp or your stir fry sauce, you just have some kind of plain sauteed veggies. Um, and then our idea for this, again, well, is kind of the green bowl. I know, surprise, <laughs> surprise. So you, start, so you start with the rice, um, you can put your veggies on top, you can put beans or chicken or beef or whatever kind of protein you want to put in there, add a little sauce on top and you're done. But again, there's so many things you could do with rice and veggies, you know, so Again, it's making that little bit of extra while you're already cooking mm -hmm. to get that heat and eat leftover meal. Definitely. So I feel like after all those examples, you kind of get the idea now of where, you know, what we're trying to get across. Yeah. And I think stir fry in general is again, one of those, you know, in general, really quick cooking types of dinners, you know, good for, um, just adding again, the whole grains and the vegetables and so forth. So just quick cook from the start and then cook quickly, I should say from the start. And then you have those resulting leftovers. And I think I like the idea too here that we're really just suggesting like the no recipe recipe type of thing with leftovers. Certainly you could follow a recipe if you're more comfortable with that. But, you know, I think sometimes folks just don't have the confidence to put different things together. So I think here, hopefully, again, we're inspiring you and sharpening that confidence um, that you can do it. And it really just takes throwing some things together and seeing what sticks, right? <laughs> exactly. So in terms of keeping our own personal kitchen stocked, again, you know, we're always at the ready um, for last minute meal solutions in our homes and, you know, for again, using leftovers. So we're going to go into some of our top 10 favorite kitchen staples, which when we talked about this before, Catherine, I know I really struggled to narrow it down to 10. Um, I know, we too. do have a couple of more in there as well, but these I, I would say are, are some that are always in my house. Um, so for the pantry, certainly brown rice, uh, pasta, beans, and pasta sauce. So you can almost incorporate a lot of those into the same meal, you know, or again, using that rice for a grain bowl option, like we've suggested in the freezer, always frozen vegetables. And I really do take that extra shortcut step by using the steam in the bag uh, vegetables. Um, because again, no muss, no fuss, you throw them in the microwave and they're ready in like, you know, four to six minutes or so. Um, uh, veggie burgers. Those are really something I love for quick lunches. Again, working from home, I think they're really easy to throw again on top of a grain bowl or a salad. Um, you can heat it in the microwave and just super fast and frozen ravioli. Um, you know, I think I grew up eating the canned variety of, of ravioli, but I still love ravioli and the freezer variety is just, again, really family friendly. My little gal will eat that all day long. Um, so that's really just a quick, easy type of, um, quick cooking pasta. And then in the fridge, salad mix, I would say hummus and shredded cheese, which I do love my cheese yeah. <laughs> to name a few. And gosh, again, like I said, the list could go on and on here. Yeah. So my, some of my kitchen staples do overlap with Beth. So for my pantry, I also have rice and pasta sauce. Cause like, there's so many things you can do with those. Um, my, okay. Potatoes. I always have potatoes. They're like my favorite food ever. Potatoes. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. You can make homemade French fries. You can, I mean, microwave them. You can make mashed potatoes. There's a lot you can do with potatoes. Mm -hmm. Um, so in the freezer, I also have a lot of frozen vegetables. Um, but then I think for me, since, you know, I'm cooking for one and I keep a lot of like meats and seafoods and stuff in the freezer individually portioned. Mm -hmm. So whenever I'm feeling like, okay, I'm going to make some chicken tomorrow. Like I can just take one or two pieces out. 
Um, and you know, of course maybe make a few more extra, but I have chicken breast, ground beef and salmon fillets that I always keep, um, in the freezer. And then in the fridge, Again, I do have um, shredded cheese, of course. I feel like you can add cheese to everything. Um, oh, yeah. Some fresh vegetables <laughs> and then stir fry sauce. Because I really am big on kind of stir fries or the grain bowls. And so I like mm-hmm. to add those flavored sauces to that. Oh, yeah. I love that. That's a great one. And that's, I think, kind of why I have the hummus in there usually. It's, yeah. it's good for a lot of different applications. So, yeah, some of our favorites right there. So some other tips would be, you know, really in your refrigerator, um, try to designate a space in that, you know, refrigerator for items that have to be used up most quickly. So again, this can benefit you by helping to reduce food waste with, you know, avoiding replication when you're shopping. So pull those items, you know, in front or or put them in a place that they're very visible to make sure that they don't go to waste and that you use them. Um, Once a week, again, this is something I like to do, have a fridge emptying kind of meal. So really take inventory of what's there, what has to be used up um, or frozen, and really anything goes. So, you know, put things together. Everyone gets to choose what they like for dinner. And again, you clear out your fridge. This is a great technique to do right before you do grocery shopping. So you have lots of space. Um, but again, it helps to minimize, you know, what you might have to throw away. So here you could easily create stir fries, grain bowls, a kitchen sink salad, even chili uh, with some of those items you might find in your refrigerator for this kitchen emptying, uh, fridge emptying kind of meal solution. If you're not going to use your leftovers within a few days, again, you can freeze them. Um, and again, all of these things help to really contribute to a lower amount of food waste coming from your home, which our most previous episode, actually both episodes most recently, we really did dive into the topics of uh, both food waste and then in um, you know, kind of more serious terms, you know, food insecurity and how that really impacts so many of those around us. So if you haven't listened to the most recent two episodes, we encourage you strongly to go back and do so. Yes, definitely. Those are, might be two of my favorite episodes mm-hmm. we've ever done was the past two. So for sure, listen to those. And actually, um, leftovers are a big contributor Mm -hmm. to food waste. So, I mean, basically, nowadays, we don't seem to use food in its entirety the way previous generations used to. Um, We tend to underutilize our leftovers or toss, you know, food scraps or, you know, things that could still be consumed. Um, And and for some folks, they just, there's like a stigma surrounding leftovers or it's like a cultural thing that they don't eat leftovers. You know, and of course, you know, that's fine if that's your culture, but if you haven't really considered it, you know, maybe try to put the spotlight back on leftovers and make sure that those are getting eaten up in the house. Um, So about one third of household food waste is a result from either that. So people are cooking too much or you're serving too much. Um, And really portions have increased over time and large meals, you know, often include more food than we can eat. And of course, you know, when you have people over, you obviously want to make sure that there's enough food for everybody. Um, But what happens is that those leftovers just get forgotten in the fridge and we end up throwing them away. So that's why I really like the tip to, you know, pull those leftovers to the front, designate a space in your fridge, or maybe it's a certain shelf that, you know, when you open the fridge to find a snack or get the next meal, like look there first and be like, oh, can I, can I eat up any of this um, before I eat something else? Definitely. Great tips. Great tips. And I love, you know, here in my notes, I love this next piece because it really does kind of showcase my enthusiasm for leftovers. But, (laughs) you know, there's a couple exclamation points in here, which really do uh, align well with my excitement level. Uh, But leftovers are a BOGO deal. I think if you think about it like that, you're like, wow, that really makes sense. You know, and again, it's all about time saving, less food waste, even money saving really in the, in the long run. Um, 
So cooking once, eating twice, um, you know, just using up those leftovers can be one of the best ways to, you know, make great use of your time and your resources, of, of course. So hopefully we're really selling you on this new, I really hope so. New but old approach, right? To We're really trying here. <laughs> so that, so that's, you know, leftover prepared foods. Mm-hmm. The other aspect of this is that when you're cooking, inevitably there's going to be some leftover ingredients. Mm-hmm. So the, the thing that comes to mind the most to me is like tomato paste, no matter what, like you get the little can of it and a recipe calls for like two tablespoons of tomato paste. And then you like have this little bit left over. I'm like, okay, well, what do I do with it? Mm-hmm. So Google, in this case, Google is your friend. So look up ideas on how to use up certain ingredients. So, and, and to be honest, a lot of things can be frozen. So even tomato paste, freeze it in little, you know, if you typically use two tablespoons of it at a time, freeze it in a two, you know, put it in some saran wrap or whatever in two tablespoons. So freeze things in portions that you would use them. Um, the same, same thing could go for pasta sauce or like tomato sauces. Sometimes I don't really finish the jar. Um, and they really should only be in the fridge for like two weeks is tomato, um, the pasta sauce. So freeze it. Um, if you have extra yogurt, you know, make popsicles out of that. You could also freeze yogurt. Um, the texture might be a little bit different when you thaw it out, but then maybe you put it in a smoothie or something like that. Um, canned pumpkin. We're getting into fall. Mm-hmm. So we might be making things with pumpkin. So sometimes you have a little bit of that leftover. Um, again, you can freeze that or you can put it into oatmeal or yogurt and eat it right there. Okay. Here's one. Add it to chili. A lot of people think that sounds weird, but you, it's like this flavor in the chili that you're like, why is this chili so good? And you're like, it's the pumpkin. Um, okay. Even hummus. I've actually seen pumpkin flavored hummus. So you can make your own, make some pumpkin in with some hummus. Oh, great. Um, yeah. So fresh herbs is also one too. Cause a lot of times you buy this big bunch of fresh herbs, but you don't really use it all. You can also freeze those, um, put them in an ice cube tray, fill up the rest of that ice cube tray with a little bit of oil. That's great. You can throw that right in your saute pan. If you are cooking, you're going to stir fry or whatever, then you have those great fresh herbs in there. So there's a lot of things you can do, um, with these leftover ingredients to save them for later. And then you're not purchasing them again. That's right. No, these are really some just helpful ideas. And, um, you know, some of them again, have given me that aha moment, like, Oh, I would have thought to freeze, you know, leftover yogurt or or something like that. So it's just a really easy way to, to do your part in terms of reducing food waste. And again, keeping your home well stocked for quick and easy meals and snacks. Uh, as far as freezing goes, so like Catherine mentioned, you know, if you're freezing chicken, for example, and, and you know, other types of things that might be packaged in a larger amount, take that extra step and freeze those things in realistically sized portions. So again, pulling out one individual chicken breast, wrapping that and freezing it versus the entire package that may include you know, anywhere from three to, you know, six or, or whatever. Um, because then you'll have to, you know, defrost the entire package, which takes a lot more time and you have, you know, you have to use it all quickly because you can't refreeze those, uh, you know, in most cases, um, delay freezer burn by getting as much air out of whatever the, the packaging is as possible before freezing. So wrapping really tightly with plastic wrap, or if it's in like a large Ziploc or freezer bag, you know, make sure you do get that air out in advance. 
uh, wrap items very tightly and label what's in there. So you don't have that mystery meal <laughs> that you're kind of pulling out like, hmm, is this chili? Is it lasagna? Is it, I don't know. <laughs> so using uh, the label and then also uh, dating it. So again, you can prioritize and know what needs to be used first and foremost uh, amongst other items in your freezer. Right, exactly. Because, you know, food will stay safe in the freezer indefinitely, but the quality will mm -hmm. obviously decrease the longer that it's been in the freezer. So, um, awesome. Well, wow. I hope we really have given you lots of tips and really encouraged you to use up those leftovers. Um, so, Beth, what is our takeaway tip for the week? Yeah, I think it's as simple as this. Just, you know, try a cook once, eat twice type of meal in the week ahead. You know, consider what you're preparing and how you may be able to add bulk to that to enjoy some leftovers. And, you know, maybe send us a note. Catherine will share our, our email address in just a moment. Send us a note and let us know if this uh, approach works for you. Yes, love it. All right, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. You can get in touch with us by joining the Wise Dietitians Facebook group. Simply search for Wise Healthy Bites on Facebook, or you can email us at wisedietitians at wisemarkets.com. The information shared in this podcast is intended for education only and is not intended to be a substitute for a medical diagnosis or treatment. The Wise Markets Healthy Bites podcast is owned and distributed by Wise Markets and Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation. Any rebroadcast or other use of this podcast without the express written consent of Wise Markets and Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation is strictly prohibited. Please click subscribe so you won't miss a single episode.